0: Welcome to Five Strike Weekly, Atlanta had finally broke its road duck with a victory against Portland this past weekend. Can they continue their momentum and beat that team from Florida on Friday? We discuss all that and more next.
1: Welcome to the show of Five Strike Fam, I'm AJ, this is Tanner McLeod. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube or hop over from Facebook and subscribe. With a beautifully reminiscent scoreline of a glorious moment from the past against this very same opponent, we vaulted into first and we've exercised some demons in the, the uh, process uh, on the road. So it's uh, pretty damn good. Uh, but uh, I think for most people, did they stay up? Did you watch this? Yes, it was
0: because, a very, very late night out west. But yeah. if you stayed up, you saw a very good game, especially if you were a neutral, but even better if you were an Atlanta United fan because, yeah, that 2-0 scoreline against Portland, it was it was nice. It was it was very tasty because, yeah, like you said, Atlanta United, we've been absolutely hopeless on the road this season. We've exactly. lost six previous games six on the in road. in a row. And we I mean, got uh, housed by Chicago, yeah. lost a frustrating game in Seattle, frustrating game in LA, frustrating yeah. game in Toronto. And finally, boom! Here we are. Not only was it a win; it was a clean sheet on the road, and George Joseph extended his streak. I mean, like it, yeah. it was everything you could want in a game. Right,
1: and a defender scored, and Joseph scored, also reminiscent of uh, oh yeah, that, 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 that glorious that, that, that moment Yeah, that, that thing. beautiful, that nice. yeah. just really, really nice uh, for it to just kind of have parallels off of a set
0: piece uh, for the defender as well. Exactly. So it's yeah, oh pretty my much the same. It's, you know? it's incredible. And Joseph scored on the right side. It was like on the right side of the goal. It was a lot of the same.
1: You know, uh, maybe we're yeah grasping a little bit with. Uh, some of that point but, is we won, again. yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I think uh, on the road like this, uh, I think it kind of stakes a marker down That's you know, a team that was on a surge, especially one that is playing really well at home, we haven't really, lost since LAFC, exactly. And against LAFC, like that's uh, you know, that's a tough team that they played, you know, that's like that type of thing where uh, we have, uh, I think, really done something that can kind of get us to an upward trajectory that we want to be going in in the business end of the season for sure so uh, you know let's get into uh, you know kind of the the um, you know kind of timeline of the match first then but uh, yeah we scored pretty early uh, LGP gets on the end of some bundling after uh, PT cross that was brilliant actually because like. uh, it had some great dip low um, and then Joseph Martinez uh, with a quick strike that gets you know, um, you know, it gets parried, and then the defender, uh, it, he just really poorly, uh, tries to get it out, and LGP bundles it home. Well, kind of blasts it home. Yeah, and, it's uh, kind of
0: a poacher's instinct when straight too, and he's like, I got gotcha. this. Yeah,
1: with his left foot even, and uh, proving more so even that he's always been pretty ambidextrous. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's a beautiful mem- moment on the road because. Yeah, we've been kind of susceptible to shipping goals really early. We, If we do this, yeah, it, it really, I think, shows um, kind of the, the fortitude early that we're trying to be urgent. We're trying to be, um, you know, resolute at the back. Although there was an early chance for Portland again. Uh, you know, it's one of those where, man, I think it flashed all the way uh, through the the six onto the back post, and I think, what was it? Uh um, Fernandes, yeah, misses it. He Complain plays rate.
0: it straight over the crossbar. And then they had another one that did hit the back of the net, but was ruled off for offside. Yeah. On the whole, Atlanta came out of the box really quickly, and it's something yeah. that's been reminiscent of how they've been playing in their recent run of form. They're mm-hmm. pressing high up the pitch. They're playing very aggressive. They're getting the ball in and around the box very quickly. You see defenders bombing forward. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting it's involved. It's very swashbuckling. It's very swashbuckling. It's the type of football that Atlanta United fans have been right. craving for, and, and and now that they have it. But the thing is is that it does does leave you a bit susceptible to the counter especially Mm -hmm. against teams that thrive against space and that's something that Portland's been very good at this season but despite the chances they created Atlanta United was still the better team in the first half Mm -hmm. and had it not been for some very questionable calls I think you could say they could have found themselves even up a man with the penalty in the first half so Mm -hmm. Atlanta United you know played a really good first half and managed to take A 1-0 score line at halftime, which is something they have not been doing in away games. They've Mm -hmm. been conceding right after they score CLAFC, where you're 1-0 up and then everything comes crashing down and you ship 4 in quick succession. So that's a very big sign of improvement from this team and a sign of maturity and a sign of confidence that I think they have in themselves right Right. now.
1: Yeah, especially uh, like you were saying, this type of team, Portland Timbers, uh, they thrive on the counterattack. They thrive from being pretty direct when they do attack uh, and so, uh, you know, there were a lot of chances going back and forth. It really could have been a different scoreline. 2-0, I don't think really did it justice, but we're happy with the could've result anyway. It could have been like anyway. 5 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were so many chances and so many just uh, either offside calls, no calls on penalties, or, you know, uh, Barco maybe uh, a couple times. Yeah. Probably, uh, it's kind of... I think a combination of rust, a combination of you know just getting back into match fitness as well, uh, but a little bit of a 2018 Barco reared its head, but I think hopefully he can still uh, kick on and gain more and more confidence that he's getting into these areas. It's just a matter of pulling the trigger earlier, making the decision a little,
0: little quicker. Picking out that spot. I think, honestly, yeah. if you had one real criticism of this game is that Atlanta had multiple chances to really put this game completely to bed. And PT Martinez, I'm waiting for the day that he bangs one of those cutbacks top bins, kind of like he did against Orlando. Huh? Funny enough, we'll talk about them later. But he, he got two or three, especially in the first half, really good cutbacks right to him in space the top of the 18 that you expect him to just pick out the corner and bury it. And he he fluffed his lines a little bit on him. He yeah. hit him, he hit him over But he was and, so magnificent. Oh, he was... Match. Oh, no, 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 That's the only criticism you could have because yeah. <laughs> him and Barco have been incredible to play yeah. the three DPs together who would have thought yeah. having your three most attacking, creative players yields the most attacking results. But if you had one criticism that if you could say this team could really start dominating teams and putting teams away and putting them to the, sco- the sword and Mm-hmm. having LAFC style scorelines mm-hmm. is if Barco and PT can start finishing with some a little bit of right. consistency to take that load off Joseph I mean Barco had that that opportunity where he's one-on-one with the keeper and hits it right at him if you can take two or three of those chances a game it really takes the load off of Joseph and now you're three four or five goals of the good at times mm-hmm. and you're really burying teams and saying we're here we mean business mm-hmm. that's the only thing you could say though because aside from that incredible performance from the team all around especially, especially after wednesday
1: yeah especially after wednesday also without franco escobar also without eric Remedi. uh two very key cogs in this uh, starting 11 and uh larry steps in really uh doesn't lose a beat uh, pretty fantastic performance from Larry, for sure. Uh, Florentino Pagua, pretty solid, although- Has his moments. Yeah, has his moments. Uh, really smooth on the ball, always, I feel like. But uh, there was that, uh, I think, back post run where he was
0: not anywhere in the picture. He was ball watching. Been, yeah. At the very beginning, he was yeah. ball watching. Ooh, and it was but. it was not the one. But aside from that, I mean, Florentino's yeah. he's dominant in the air, like he said, always silky mm-hmm. on the ball. I
1: mean, and yeah, also happy birthday to a Big Oh, yeah. Club. Happy birthday to Big Flo. We're filming on his birthday. And his uh, uh, <laughs> twin
0: brother, Matthias. I yeah. mean, who? It's kind of hard because you keep saying it over and over again throughout the season, but Miles Robinson, again, mm-hmm. fantastic. He, yeah. he had one moment where he got beat, but aside from that, again, proving that he's one of the best center backs in the league.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and him in that spot allows us to be able to be so swashbuckling. It you know, allows us to pretty much have a, almost uh, some of our defenders. Uh, really pushed up as well and trying to get in in the attack And so that's the the beautiful thing is he's that guy that one-on-one you can rely on and LGP and big flow aren't too bad either in that regard. So uh, yeah, it's it's really um, You know knocking on the door of probably some US international team probably should already
0: be there You know
1: now. yeah, so but uh yeah, and Gressel I mean also immense worked himself into the ground Uh, yeah but that pass that through ball to Chosen Martinez just put on a dime on a plate
0: was that pass of the season for you like assist of the season it is pretty
1: damn close because it's just it's on the floor Yeah, it's
0: just like Pinpoint through like five people. I mean, that's that's the type of pass that you see some of the best playmakers in the world make, where they just slice through an entire team and take four or five guys out of the play. And it's just like, what just happened? And Joseph
1: somehow stays on. Yeah. And then just puts it like perfect. Bends that ball. The keeper's just
0: standing at the edge of his six is like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And then boom, just like (laughs) that, it's two new. And I think from that point, I felt pretty dang good about how that game was going because, Mm -hmm. yes, Portland were creating, but I didn't feel that if they did Mm -hmm. create, Atlanta United was going to match right backwards. Them. But I mean
1: I think 2-0 we were fairly confident that we had put the game away really I but think
0: something that's really interesting that I was actually talking with my dad about mm-hmm. that, that's been important with how the, this team has improved is that at the beginning of the season, it was taking three, four, five passes sometimes to mm-hmm. move the ball across the field. Now, the the team playing in this formation, with the confidence these guys have, they're able to switch the ball really quickly. LGP is able to switch it across the field. Pog was able to do it. Even Miles Robinson, who's improved leaps and bounds on the ball. Julian Gross was showing... improved ability on the ball with his crossing and his passing. Mm -hmm. Because of that they're able to take players out of the game by playing these more high risk but accurate balls that you don't see a lot of teams in MLS playing. And with the ability and the confidence of the center backs to take people on, especially teams that press, when you get past that first line, Mm -hmm. now Atlanta United has options in front of it, which is why you're seeing them thrive so much. So this team has really come leaps and bounds from where it was at the beginning of the season. And to go and get a a victory like this, it's like you said, it is a statement win Mm-hmm. Off the back of two statement wins, and puts yeah. on a marker saying, "Hey, we're here. Let's do this thing."
1: Very true. Very true. Uh, I think more plaudits uh, need to be uh, kind of given out. Uh, I think Darlington Nagbe. God, dude, I'm, I, I just... need to gush about this guy just because. I mean, at that, at one point, I mean, he uh, tracks back. He, you know, wins a ball in the corner. Uh, really probably should have earned probably a yellow yeah, or absolutely. red. absolutely.
0: He, he passes, the guy, passes it around the guy, makes him off to be a mug, and then the guy <laughs> yeah. tackles him from behind. Yeah. No yellow. Yeah. No
1: yellow. Nothing, really. Standard. No call. But uh, really, I mean, he just bossed pretty much as he always does. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think between this match and Club America, I mean, just two really standout performances from Dunnington Nagby when, uh, I mean, he's been doing this all season, but I think even more so in this match
0: he's hit another level of exactly yeah
1: and um yeah it, he doesn't have the the you know sexy assist or goal number uh in, in these matches but it's just you know that you know the team ticks through him and that's the beautiful part and uh, another guy that has to deserve uh, some more as well is brad kuzan for uh a, a few <laughs> saves but that save probably goal of the season because or save of the season because it was pretty much from point blank um bullet header with his left left paw to have that strong of a hand and Man uh said
0: no yeah
1: he said no 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 like the Kembe Matumbo, I mean damn it's uh just he, he kept us in the match for sure uh and yeah changed the tide I mean I'm sure when a goalkeeper stands on his head, yeah, you kind of get that incredulous feeling. Like, are we ever going to score? And I think that probably aided us. Well, I had a knee and had in the head a
0: couple times, hoping that and that also things. as well. And it didn't. It didn't yeah, change anything. It
1: didn't. No, not at all. But uh, yeah. So, and in terms of that, uh, also great to see Titufi Shawba get back on the pitch after three long months. Fucking. Kamara Lawrence but uh yeah
0: <laughs> it's, it's just I, I think I think I was, I was reading that Felipe Cardina said that his knee had still been flaring up a little bit yeah. and so that's why he didn't come on earlier because mm-hmm. I know that I wasn't the only one that was begging for his introduction for sure. maybe 10-15 minutes or before the end of the match because of how stretched it was a fully fit Tito comes on earlier I think and would have possibly gotten a goal because he would have been yeah. a nightmare for a team like but again that's another player coming mm-hmm. back from injury Elaniana has gone away from home and managed to get a victory against one of the best teams in MLS on form, mm-hmm. especially at home. Obviously, they're not, in terms of the table, they're not playing. they yeah. not great, but sure. they're still really good at home mm-hmm. and get a victory without three key players or one coming off the bench like that. Yeah. So they're showing their strength and depth and really on just a fantastic march right now. And Again, you can't say anything else, but well done and a fantastic win.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, one more thing we do need to say is how bad the ref was again? Oh but yeah, it's just I think par for the course it's for MLS. What it is, so this one was, particularly.
0: How what? How did and Char, Did Char even get booked? Because he was kicking the hell out of our players the yeah. whole game. Yeah, and it was just like, is he actually ever gonna? Nope, nope, another warning, another yeah. warning, mm-hmm. uh, another warning, and then the the penalty call. I mean. I think that he maybe the guy got like this much of the ball, like the smallest whisker. But, of he, it. Got of but he got a
1: lot of Petey Martinez. But he got
0: a lot of P. D. Martinez, and the fact that it went to Var, he didn't actually go physically look at it himself. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and it was a dog, though. Like it was, it, it was a match-defining call, and I think the ref wimped out on it. Good yeah, yeah, standard, not, standard, proficiating. Pro yep, not garbage. big enough
1: for the call, and uh, it, it is what it is. I think. Uh, we're not the only ones to have problems with VAR, uh, I mean, you know, the, the Prem. Could be worse, could be City. Yeah, man, Whew. but we won't talk about that. But anyway, uh, so let's get on to the match quotes, or the post-match quotes, rather, and, uh, yeah, get into what the, uh, the people talk about, the coach or the players, and I think, uh, Frank DeBoer, uh, said on the satisfaction of tonight's result that, uh, well, first of all, uh, the result of a win is always satisfying. Of course, that's the most important thing. But you look also forward how you get a win. I think we feel fully deserved to win. Of course, the first half it could also be three for us. But I think the second half we really have to punish them more. Yeah, I mean that's that's good for him, from him. Board that uh, they want more. Uh, they it's want aggressive. Yeah, it's uh and I, I think it's uh kind of he's buying into it as well where he sees not only their heart. I think clear results from uh, you know this kind of style of play of the 352 being more attacking uh, and kind of taking more risks out of the back so it's uh I think um, you know they're just wanting more and more goals to put the game away instead of playing maybe a little bit more defensively after you get a goal up or a, you know two goals up it's still go for it still try to put them to the sword as they say so
0: I think it's just this this fantastic synergy of kind of his methodology finally being a bit more understood by the team in terms mm-hmm. of when the team is in possession, the confidence the team now has that they can go forward and attack, mm-hmm. and the understanding of the movements and styles that he wants to have when the team has the ball, is kind of coming together, and he's definitely made concessions and allowed, you know, as some yeah. would say, take the handbrake off to a degree, yeah. but I think it, it is different, and Josh Bagransky did a fantastic article um, this past week about how this three-five-two is different to that mm-hmm. under Tata, and mm-hmm. at times how this is almost a 3-4-3, three, three, mm-hmm. like kind of it was at the beginning of the season, but not the same. Because you have yeah. Barco, Joseph, Pity, yes, mm-hmm. all up and you have those fullbacks pushing forward, Mm -hmm. but it's a completely different ethos into how Mm -hmm. the team was playing at the beginning. It's very aggressive. The
1: attackers are playing much closer together so they can combine and link up And defenders are just going, what's what's going on. But
0: again, it's the aggression, and and hearing that Frank DeBoer wants more, like you said, it sounds like he's buying in. Mm -hmm. And if everything can come together, then maybe this team can really go on and do something special. Agreed.
1: And uh, and what a time to do it It is. uh, Right now, everybody was down on us, everybody thought we were, uh, you know, maybe. Is that Frank
0: DeBoer? out protests where people were supposed to leave the stadium still happening I wonder or has (laughs) that just died I think that was
1: a meme account to begin with who knows or a troll account but who knows knows. it died but uh, but anyway, uh, Joseph Martinez also spoke on FS1 after the match in English. He, in English, uh, you know, uh, a little bit broken, but just still beautiful Joseph language to Peter's begin with. Anyway, awesome. okay. but uh, he said, uh, yeah, on Julian that he knows what I want. I know he wants to make that spot in terms of that assist and that uh, that play. I mean, it's just like you know, they had this synergy. They have a connection, this.
0: man. It's beautiful. The and cross with the goal against NYCFC. Right. This, it's yeah. Just... I think
1: there's six goals in their involvement uh, so far this season. That's a
0: ton. Actually. And I mean, how many was there last season? Out of Gretzky's right. fourteen assists, right. I imagine there's probably a fair few there. Julian Russell just, like you said, he like Joseph said, he just knows where yeah. to find that man mm-hmm. and. It is yielding some very positive results for Five Stripes. Exactly,
1: and forever may it continue. It's just a matter of, yes, Julian Gressel is at that right wing spot, or right wing back spot. We don't really have a little, uh, you know, a deputy right now, and so that's an issue. I mean, Franco Escobar maybe would be the deputy if... He needed a rest, but he is currently injured, so uh, it's gonna yeah. be tough, but we'll move on and we'll uh, we'll hope that he can just power through like he did last year as well. But uh, anyway, let's get into the news then and wrap up that uh, that beautiful just 2 0 win from uh, in, in Portland. But uh, that balls us, like I said, to first and uh, in the east. And I think you know, uh, with not only a game in hand, uh, you know, we've just kind of, I think, uh, kind of peaking. We're peaking at the right time, I think, uh, to you know, really, I think, do some uh, some really good things at, at this period in time.
0: Absolutely, you have eight matches left in this season, like you said. Atlanta United is tied on points with Philadelphia with a game in hand, but the goal difference is better, and that yeah. match is happening two weeks from now. You have yeah. Orlando, then the US, club, then Philadelphia. So by having that game in hand, to a degree, you give yourself a little bit of a cushion because you know if you win that game in hand your goal difference is better, you will still go above them. Mm. That being said, you can really do yourself a massive favor by winning in Philadelphia in a couple weeks. But aside from that, the the biggest challenger to that spot is still gonna be NYCFC because they still have those games in hand. Mm. And you go up to New York, in September, that's another massive game there. If they keep on winning, you're gonna have to beat them up there and they're still gonna have to drop points. Otherwise, they'll unfortunately finish first, but it's MLS, it's wild. My only concern about the team peaking now is it was kind of the same back in 2017 in that inaugural mm-hmm. season when they moved mm-hmm. into the bins and they peaked maybe too early and look mm-hmm. really exhausted come the season's end. Mm-hmm. This team, uh, they need to start maybe getting some wins and being able to start rotating some players in early to get that rest because it's compact. And this is a system that if you're exhausted and you can't win your individual battles, then that can put the team under pressure. But right now, like you said, in first place, Mm -hmm. who would have thought that back in April when we were sitting at the bottom of the table? But it's a great place to be, that's for sure. Right.
1: And also to note, you know, the team that we're playing this week as well. Yeah, they're uh, kind of fighting for that playoff spot as well. So that gap... Is still as always pretty large and always great to see. But uh, anyway, so uh, moving on from that, Jose Martinez is up for the goal of the week, and you know you guys just do your thing because you know I think anytime we're pretty much this season at least. Anyway, last season there might have been uh, a couple of hiccups, but this season I think anytime we've been in there, we win it. So
0: everyone gets mad about the stuffing in the ballot box, but yeah, I stop think, nominating us or yeah, stop letting this. I think that, that's
1: what they've been trying to do as well. They put. Uh, New York Red Bulls as the thumbnail. They put uh, kind of a CAPTCHA type of uh, little robot check thing are as well. Are you human? Yeah, and it's just uh, it's hilarious. They're, they're trying every which way. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we just have enough humans that are actually voting and the other teams just aren't. So, yeah.
0: But that goal of the week is also because he has scored in his 11th straight game, so extending that MLS record that he started against NYCFC, he He just likes records, if we're being honest. That's true. 16 goals in 11 games. He's three goals back for Carlos Villa in the Golden Boot. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he can catch him because, yeah, I don't want Carlos Villa anywhere near his record. Or if he does, I hope he breaks his own record. There you go. Yeah,
1: I I think he will, I think, uh, even. Because, really, there's uh, a few games that, if he's on this pace, but it it becomes a point where uh, there's an international window, or a break, rather, and... It's just uh Can yeah. You not
0: go on that.
1: <laughs> exactly. But uh but anyway, so um also uh inter- an interesting stat to come out of this uh since uh switching to the 352 uh as Mike Conti notes on Twitter. Uh LA United have gone w- uh to win seven wins with uh, only one loss in all competitions during that time span. And uh yeah, five clean sheets. They've scored first in all eight matches, so yeah, you know we're coming out urgent and coming out, you know, really looking to score and not ship goals, uh, with a goal difference of 15, which is essentially our goal difference, you know, currently in the standings. Of course, that's not in all the same competitions, of course, uh, and it's two wins and only one loss on the road in that time span as well. So, yeah, now we're four wins uh, with. Uh, or we have four wins over teams above the playoff line, and that's not including Club America as well. I mean, just really scintillating stuff, I think, from the team. Uh, I think. Long uh, may it continue. Yeah, long may it continue. Also, it coincides, of course, I think, a little bit with that. Uh, not only the shift in 352, but the mindset, and maybe a little bit of that. And the uh, players coming back. Yeah, the the players coming back, but the players kind of going to media a little bit. And maybe because Frank de DeBoer kind of settled that in house, maybe tried to, at least anyway. Uh, now nothing's really coming out. That's really good. I think, uh, you know, maybe it actually had to take that. Kind of uh action to kind of wake all of them up you know the coaching staff and the players to be like yeah okay all right we'll just we'll, we'll zip our mouths and uh really just start moving forward and really worry about playing well in terms of uh that and not worrying about anything else in the media but um yeah so also Ezekiel Barco uh speaking of international breaks he makes the Argentina U23s for the September international break, and, and it's exciting,
0: the, but also why?
1: Yeah, but uh, and so yeah, no, he he's pretty much. At, we I think we knew this coming coming into the season that yeah he'd take part in a lot of uh, international, uh, you know, international friendlies and stuff like that or tournaments.
0: It's good for his profile and it's for great, him, and he added but, to hopefully get a bigger price tag when he does move on. But at the same time, it's like hey, yeah. if you could not go right now, that'd be. great yeah but it's
1: for the common ball pre-olympic tournament that will be played in january and february of 2020 so yeah i mean it's a little tune-up for him uh with the argentine u23s but um moving on from that atlanta united has become the fastest mls team to reach 50 wins and that's in the post uh kind of run-up shootout era uh we're a penalty Wild right. Wild Yeah, that whole that thing. But uh, that old chestnut. But um,
0: yeah. If you've it never did... seen that, by the way, <laughs> just go and look at it. Because it's, it's fantastic watching it. Had that still been the case, I would not be a fan of MLS. <laughs> it is stupid.
1: I mean, it, it's honestly, yeah. I think, you know, that was a way for people to... Uh, or for MLS to get people to watch the league anyway. as kind of a novelty thing and also, yeah. We don't so, do draws
0: in America. But uh, it's, it's, but just, it's still nowadays. just a whole crazy thing. Anyway,
1: but back to the topic at hand. 50 wins in this short amount of time is just incredible. I mean, you know, the... It shows the ambition of the front office and Arthur Blank. It shows the talent that we have. And it shows, yeah, you know, not only Tata, but really Frank DeBoer as well. I mean, you know, he's picked up a large number of wins already this season. It's kind of uh, just a perpetuation of uh, the great work that this uh, club has done. So, yeah, really kudos to this team and the team that we all celebrate and, and love. But, um, yeah. And so moving on to Atlanta United 2.
0: I actually went to this game. Yeah. I actually went to this oh game. First I went to an Atlanta United 2 game. <laughs> they beat Swope Park Rangers 2-1. It was a, uh-huh. that that's actually a pretty decent game. George Bellow played. I think he- Ended up playing the whole 90. Brandon Vasquez made a return off the subs bench to get some match fitness. Kevin Kratz made an appearance. Yeah. But Jackson Conway bagged his sixth goal of the season. It was a beautiful crossing from the left side. Fantastic finish from him. Mm-hmm. Brendan Moore saved a penalty, and we also had that great signing own goal, scoring a goal for the, for the yeah. twos to help them get a 2-1 victory, which is nice because well, they haven't won a lot this that, season. That own goal, so clinical. Yeah. Uh, own goal is really just fantastic in front really of the net. clinical.
1: But yeah, but I, I think uh the standout there is that Kevin Kratz is Finally returned to some match action. And uh, yeah, I think I saw a highlight there where... Uh, one of his uh, dead ball deliveries it was still yeah. on point.
0: It was uh, a very stark opposite to one of their players, number 85, whose family was sitting actually right down the road. There was a guy that was just giving him crap all game. You know, there's like those videos on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube where it's like, you know, Sunday League football, and the guy's like lining up to take a great free kick, and then just like, way! Yeah. Like just shoots off and just into nowhere. Yeah, that happened. It was just like, and you felt bad, but at the same time, it was kind of funny. But then he, that guy was just getting sick the rest of the game. <laughs> but still, yeah, Kevin Kratz, that set-piece wizard, good to see him back on the pitch and hopefully give some depth in midfield and maybe he can finally get on the pitch and make some uh, crucial minutes at some point in time for the, for the five strikes.
1: Indeed, especially yeah, during that uh, just the latter part of the, the season, I think it will be super important to have a guy so good at uh, dead ball situations. It will be such a weapon, so... Uh, It'll be lovely to see him back. But, uh, guys, that does it for the In the News segment and gets us to buy or sell. And simply, we put up a topic and we say if we buy or sell it. And so first topic is, so Atlanta United will finish first in the Eastern Conference. Buy or sell?
0: I'm I'm (laughs) forcing us to make uh, the call now. I'm gonna buy it, because I think that Atlanta United has found a form of confidence that they haven't had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that obviously the, the, the big issue there is they're gonna to have to continue winning matches on the road, because they have, yes. I believe, five matches or six matches, five matches? Six matches remaining on the, yeah, yeah five, five. or six, five. It's five, because yeah. the home matches are Columbus, San Jose, and New England. And so, so it's a majority on, on the road. And, and you have games like NYCFC, you have that team from Florida this week, and you have to go to Philadelphia. So those are all tough games. If you can win three out of five of those games and win your three matches at home, which I think Mm -hmm. is completely doable, then I think Atlanta is gonna be in prime position to finish first in the East. Mm -hmm. They have that confidence right now. I think you really saw that coming out of the Club America game. So I'm gonna buy that Atlanta finishes first in the East. Yeah,
1: Um, let's see. I mean, I... I buy it because, I mean, that's where my heart is. Yes, I want us to finish it first in the, the Eastern Conference, of So your course. heart
0: says bye, but your head says... My
1: head says... Hmm, it's tough, man. It's so tough. Because, yeah, with Philly and NYCFC, they're both kind of knocking on the door a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of who I trust against any sort of competition, still more so. Yeah, it's LA United. So I got to buy it. I, you know... I I buy it with maybe a a caveat that, uh, yeah, I know how dangerous NYCFC are, and it's just like, they because of their, uh, you know, just playground rules at home, they're just able to, you know. Are
0: they ever going to get uh, their own stadium? Yeah,
1: it's one of those things, so. Ever? Yeah, but anyway, (sighs) I think I buy it because, yeah, not only that, um, you know, I think the big boosts are, uh, you know, with, Uh, the Club America win. I think if we can win U.S. Open Cup, it really puts kind of our mindset and our confidence into kind of nth degree. They feel like they're high flying. Um, So yeah, I think that's my caveat is if we can win U.S. Open Cup, then yes, yeah, we're finishing first. So uh, next buy or sell item is Darlington Nagby and Miles Robinson should be called up to the U.S. men's national team.
0: Buy, 1 million percent buy. (laughs) I saw a set, it's been like 500 and something days since he's played for the U.S. men's national team. Why? A bit ridiculous. Why? You don't have anyone in this country that can do what he does. No one. He's better than Michael Bradley by leaps and bounds. And as far as central defenders go, name me central defenders (laughs) right now that are better than Miles Robinson on the men's national team. That are consistently performing at a high level that have all the attributes he has.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's both of them uh, for, for that. Okay, okay. So, Darlington-Nagby, in terms of the whole setup for the U.S. Men's National Team right now, they're going a little bit more of uh, the the youth setup. Michael Bradley
0: played at the Gold Cup.
1: But they need a a leader, so to speak. I know, I know. He
0: lost to to Trinidad! (laughs) You know who wouldn't have lost Trinidad? (laughs) Darlington-Nagby. That's
1: true, fact. uh, And then also, so, you know, Miles Robinson would be part of that youth setup, and that would be, I think, a good thing, and so, yeah. Miles Robinson, I buy, should be part of the U.S. Men's National Team. Donovan Nagby, he deserves to be, but will he? No, because...
0: The U.S. Men's National Team is stupid.
1: Yeah, not only that, but I think because, um, yeah, I think they want to get the players that will be playing a part in, you know, the more... Important competitions that they're wanted to be a part of. And also it's US men's national team, they don't really know what they're doing.
0: At the same time I don't really care because it means they're not playing international football, so they can't get hurt. So So, I buy that they should, but at the same time, if they don't, I have no problems with it. Because the men's team, yeah, they're trash
1: unfortunately uh, at least we have the women we yep yeah, exactly okay. we, uh, we we want them to, to do well though but that's a whole other thing but anyway so that does it for buy or sell and it gets us to the mailbag and you guys send in these questions through IG story please continue to do so and we might answer your question in the future but first question comes from duh it's rich possibilities of bringing back Yamil Assad. it's that question that always comes and so we just uh, yeah we will answer it now and again because I think there's a lot of people are still wondering, like, why haven't we brought him back? Okay. The reason why is okay, he uh, not only would pretty much be on uh, pretty much DP wages for one, it would take a transfer fee. Uh, no, it doesn't. He's
0: free agent.
1: No, because he's still, uh, in terms of, okay, he <laughs> is owned by uh, DC Universe. Oh, friends, yeah. So we still right. have to, yeah. a little bit, $50,000. Yeah, yeah exactly. Think. For the. And so, you know, you have that. And then, uh, okay, you know, we. uh, His wages would be quite high. uh, For a player who wouldn't start? Exactly. I mean, in terms of where he would start, don't really know. Maybe left wing back like uh, Justin Miram, maybe. That could work. Uh, But I think you also have to figure that, you know, Justin Miram is kind of. uh, A
0: Renaissance man? Yeah, he's a
1: Renaissance man. But also, in terms of. His contract and all that, like he's kind of being paid by a couple teams. I feel like, and uh, so it's just a matter of like he probably deserves to be paid a little bit more as well. Uh, so that type of, you know, the the same position. If we persist with Justin Muram at that position or George Bello, which I think he would be more so the uh, the guy in you know going for forward in the future. Uh, yeah, Yamilo Sad just doesn't have a spot on the team. I mean, he's just. Uh, you know, a guy that is nostalgia city. We love him to death, but it's just a matter of the logistics just don't work
0: out. My gut feeling is he's going to Miami.
1: It could be, yeah. I think
0: he's going to come back to MLS. Because he's
1: bored as yeah. F He's not doing anything. Hell.
0: He's quality enough to play in this league. Yeah. And I just, my gut feeling is Miami. Paul McDonough, mm-hmm. familiar with him. Mm-hmm. You need to fill out an expansion side. You got money. The only way that even Los makes sense would be next season if the. The players' union comes in agreement and, like, the salary cap kind of goes away yeah. because then you can afford to pay someone and have that depth. But with the current situation, it just doesn't make sense to okay. have him and you can't pay him and he'd be great. But also, like, the depth thing, mm-hmm. playing time. I think also
1: maybe when, when uh, Wayne Rooney goes to Derby County, then maybe they actually can free up some funds and then you can bring in a Jamil Assad. And then also, probably, yeah, Lucho Acosta isn't part of that stuff either. Yeah, they need some bodies and guys who can uh, not only are familiar with the system, but can play uh, with uh, the players that they already have. Yeah, so that could probably work there. But unfortunately, I don't think he's coming to Atlanta United anytime soon. Uh, next question comes from TJ17550. Between LGP, Miles, Franco, and Flo, is Parky even going to play anymore? It's one of those things where... Yeah, you know basically Parky he's getting on the latter part of his career the Twilight if you will and so I think it, the sun's really setting for yeah it's it's getting, getting kind of low you know uh, and so uh, unfortunately um, yeah like, he played a big part I think in the middle of our season and kept us afloat on the in the back line but uh, I think if all those guys are healthy he doesn't really play a huge part he's more of that veteran presence in, on the, uh, the bench and in the locker room. And can come in and spell us if we have some fixture congestion. So, you know, uh, I'd
0: love to see him and potentially Larry one day if they wanted mm-hmm. to. I'd love to see them on staff at the club if that's yeah. something they wanted to get into, stay in Atlanta, and maybe get their coaching badges. I think they'd be fantastic. I mean, to be fair, Larry's already a coach to a degree. He looks like a coach. He acts like a coach. He reads the newspaper. Like he's a very <laughs> coach-type individual. So I can totally see that happening. But. Mm-hmm. In terms of parky playing, yeah, everything you just said—if they're fit, it's just—it's not going to happen.
1: It's a—it's uh, difficult, and it, I think it would be uh, a, a mistake if it, if he was being chosen above those guys uh, yeah. at the moment. He's
0: just—I so. mean, on merit and on talent and on everything—he's yeah. just not as good as those young guys. It yeah, happens.
1: yeah. I mean, it, again, yeah, his—you know—talent is now on the twilight of his career. So, uh, next question comes from Nichols Odian. What's up, Mark? Is Atlanta United the second best team
0: in the league right now? LOL. LOL. And so, yeah, uh, you know, you want to take it or? Uh, yeah, I think so. I uh-huh. think Atlanta United's absolutely the second best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. They are the first team to beat in any current trophy format in a a Liga MX team in a final Mm -hmm. and they did not take very kindly to that down in Mexico. They were pretty irritated about that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. uh,
1: They were on uh, newsstands. Uh, It said first loser for uh, Club America. Yeah, so So
0: they took that pretty seriously and that was a fantastic result for Atlanta United. Mm -hmm. They're in hot form right now. They're also the current defending MLS Cup champions and they're playing in a U.S. Open Cup final. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're absolutely the second best team in MLS and just as Miss them, I think, would be pretty silly. Yeah, and
1: in our again in our past eight games, we're seven wins and one loss. And that one I mean, loss is to LAFC. Yeah, I mean,
0: who's the best team in MLS right
1: now? I think uh, that's a pretty consistent period of time. It shows that, yeah, I mean, we've uh, done it not only uh, at home, but you know, against big teams, a little bit away as well. Yeah, I think uh, very much so. So, yeah, I agree. Next question comes from Thomas Jeffels1. If we come up against LAFC in MLS Cup, do you think we could beat them?
0: I think it would be a very interesting game. I think it would be a lot in terms of the score, like the last game that Atlanta United played with them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, being on the road, I think it would be very difficult because they're going to win the Border Shield. Let's yep. be honest, they're going to set a record points total. Mm-hmm. That would be difficult, but the confidence in the way that Atlanta United is playing right now, I don't think there would be any fear of them at all because... As far as I'm concerned LAFC is great, Club America is better, and you beat Club America going toe to toe with them. So you have to have that confidence if you avoid individual mistakes, and I think it's a wide open game, obviously if it was at home I'd feel a whole lot more confident, but can Atlanta beat them? Absolutely. Would they be favorites? Probably not, but I still feel a whole lot better about them now than I did going into that match last month.
1: Yeah. And it's also, I think, uh, you know, not only are our pieces coming together a little bit better in terms of our wing back plays, I think uh, very, very consistent, and that allows us to maybe pin them back a little bit more if we needed to. But also, uh, we have that mentality of yeah, we can play quickly on a counter, in which that's how a team like Portland Timbers gave LAFC so much trouble, and that's and that's
0: where LAFC is weak exactly because they do push their fullbacks forward. They are very mm-hmm. aggressive. They press. It very high at the pitch, like you saw Atlanta United There's do against NYCFC. If you can have, like we talked about earlier, if you have players that have the ability to play out of a press, beat a man, dribble past them, pass past them, if you have that confidence and you can break that initial line of pressure, mm-hmm. teams like LAFC are in big trouble. The problem for is that not a lot of teams in MLS can do that. Not mm-hmm. A lot of teams have the ability on the ball or the ability to pass the ball to be able to get past that pressure, which is why LAFC gets so many goals off counter pressing. But if you can do that, where you have an outlet, like, which is what Galaxy did, they have an outlet in Zlatan. Yep. They can ping it past the press, and now you have guys in one-on-one and running into space. If you can do that, LAFC is very beautiful. Yeah, highly successful. But at the same time, they're still a very, very good team. I think it'd be, that's, if we're being honest, I think that's what MLS would want to be the cup final. Is Atlanta versus LAFC. Yeah, it's a
1: high-flying team versus a high-flying team. Of course, that's what any uh, neutral probably wants. And uh, yeah, why not, why not? But, Last question comes from Hype Monster. What would it take for either Tanner, Devin, or Mark to shave their face?
0: Okay, first off, Devin shaves. And <laughs> most recently when I saw him, he had shaved and it's weird when he shaves. He looks a lot younger because he's an old man. It was his birthday this- <laughs> It was his birthday last week, so happy belated uh, birthday to him. I already yep. wished him once, but whatever, he mm-hmm. knows it. Um, I'm not gonna shave because I look about 12. <laughs> um, I haven't shaved in like four years because A, this is all I can grow. B, it takes a little while. <laughs> And, Captain see, Jack, and, and yeah. see, yeah, yeah, I look like Captain Jack Sparrow, and uh, yeah, like I said, I look about twelve, so it's uh, it's not gonna happen.
1: Oh, uh, so that
0: means... okay? If all right, <laughs> I'll change it to this: if Atlanta win MLS Cup, I will shave.
1: Oh shit! I, I will put that it. down. That's, that's it? it. If Atlanta it win
0: MLS Cup, I'll shave. I have okay. no problem. that. I was doing gonna
1: that. say like you know if we win our version of the treble, then
0: oh, I mean that too, but what? like all
1: right, For, yeah, if, if we win MLS yeah. Cup, no,
0: MLS no, MLS Cup, i will we'll go with MLS Cup. MLS Cup by itself. If we win MLS Cup, I will shave.
1: Perfect. I have no you know, problem doing that. We can't speak for Mark or Devin, so. Uh, you
0: Devin know. doesn't care. He'll just shave his beard. He grows <laughs> it back, like I said. He's old. He grows his beard quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Santa Claus. Pretty that.
0: much. But, and it's just, boom, beard yeah. back. Anyway.
1: But that uh, does it
0: for the mailbag and gets us to our Wasteman of the Week. We'll keep, keep this yeah. quickly because, we'll keep it quick because I kind of already bitched about it earlier. But the ref and VAR again. I mean, honestly, the standard of officiating in MLS is dreadful. If the league ever wants to move forward, this is one of those key pillars that they need to address. Pro needs to train their refs better. Pro needs to pay their refs better because they aren't paid enough and they aren't trained well enough. So, honestly, we can't expect much more than what we get.
1: And frankly, yeah, the the abuse that they get is a little bit harsh, but at the end of the day, they're still calamitous. When you
0: perform like that, like last night, dreadful. On the whole, MLS officials are not great. There's a couple decent ones here and there, but, I mean, again, against NYCFC, VAR, What the hell? should have been another penalty at the end of the game, but it's Shire Marufo. You know, he's not going to do that. And VAR, I guess, just didn't care because it was the end of the game. Whatever. Point being, it consistently happens. And it's not just Atlanta United. Did you see Wayne Rooney this past weekend? Wayne Rooney was pissed. And he said, standard. Every game he expects is going to be shite officiating. And so it's one of those things that the league has to address and has to change because it is going to hold the league back because what high-level creative players are going to want to come to the league knowing they're going to get the shit kicked out of them and nothing's going to happen. And even if they play well, they're going to get fouled and they're not going to get the calls that they deserve. MLS, do something about it. Pro, do something about it. Otherwise, bring Mike Dean. I said Oh, God. No, 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 no. You no, know you. No. Mike no, You won a no. game with Mike Dean this past weekend. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mike Dean is better than any MLS ref. And it, I it hate Mike Dean.
1: A, it might be a fact, but there's I'd still no, have need, him. no need to bring him do over
0: it. here. Do it. Bring Dino. Have They've already brought John headache. Champion to do the games, to call the games for ESPN. Bring Dino. Do it. I'd love it. It'd be awful. It'd be chaos. It'd be beautiful chaos. And he's a celebrity ref. You know he'd be super hilarious with a lot of his well,
1: things. Well, okay. That's the problem is that, okay, the uh, refs aren't big enough for the moment. This ref, Mike Dean, is the An person absolute that legend. Seeks out the moment. And he loves the moment. It. He, it he
0: is... would have sent that guy off in a heartbeat, and he would have loved to show the red card. It would have been like, yes, red. He wouldn't have even looked at him. He would have just shown him the red, looked somewhere else, and then uh... given the penalty. You full well know it. It would have been glorious and amazing he probably screw us over at some point in time. I don't okay. care. Bring Dino. Because, yeah,
1: I think my my parallelisms of this, uh, and, I mean, of course, this is my, like, biased uh, thinking of He hates that. Arsenal. Yeah. He hates Arsenal, and in which case, so I think in turn he would hate Atlanta United, and in terms of Orlando City, they're kind of like
0: the... The Spurs. (laughs) They're not. They're not. Don't even give them that. That's an insult to Spurs and I think Spurs. It might be. Like Spurs are at least good. They win. well, they don't win things, but like they try to play for things and win.
1: (laughs) If you're if you're a Tottenham fan, then I apologize.
0: But Hey Tottenham, uh... look, I'm not gonna be mad at you. You gotta draw against City despite having only two (laughs) shots on target this past weekend, and I'm a okay with that. VAR was great for you guys. Have a nice
1: Anyway, let's move on and let's get into the match preview against Trash City. It's Friday. It is eight p.m. and it's at Exploria Stadium, and it's on Big ESPN. So it's one of those marquee matchups that they're trying to uh, you know show for rivalry week and whatnot. So, yeah. but we which of course we have to win. yeah, which means of course we have to win. But uh, yes, you know they pretty much. Uh, they haven't taken a point off of us since 2017, which, yeah. uh... think
0: about that. <laughs> that 3-3 draw, we just got a hat trick, that was the last time it took a point. Yeah. That was over, well, two years ago. Yeah. And there was a little matter of the Open Cup semifinal. Which we... Which we didn't even have Joseph for, mm-hmm. and then he trolled them, and then we beat them anyway. anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, you got that. <laughs> I mean, you have to win that game. And, and mm-hmm. on current form, you feel pretty confident going right. into this thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time... You cannot take them for granted, and you True. cannot be looking past them to that, to that cup final on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's still an important game. It's away from home. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the favorite. You have to go in, put mm-hmm. in a shift, and get a performance and get a result.
1: Yeah, because it's not only that, because uh, I think you know, having a good performance and a good result against this team kind of... Uh, Kind of brings that momentum, momentum along into Tuesday, so that's vital. Uh, but yet, yeah, on their current form, Orlando in their last six have only won two, drawn two, and lost two, so they're very inconsistent. As but they're they are. unbeaten
0: in their last four, mm-hmm. so those yeah. two losses were at the beginning of that run of form. Right. So they have been playing slightly better. But mm-hmm. again, you took care of business with a rotated side against mm-hmm. them in the US Open Cup. Mm-hmm. You have, I imagine had the players had today off to do recovery work and everything. It's its difficult because you do have that, that fixture congestion and it's going to be hostile. They hate us oh, of course. and understandably so. Even more so now. Even more so now. Knocked about. But, but again, one of the biggest things that the best teams do is to not look past the smaller sides. Yes. And that, like again, Atlanta has to go and be serious. They'll play a first 11. Mm-hmm. For me, I think the key is, is, if you can go in and really get some goals and mm-hmm. put it in and put that result to bed early, mm-hmm. that helps you out a lot come Tuesday. But you have to go in there and take care of business. And again, Atlanta added, they are the better side. You'll go full guns blazing. It mm-hmm. won't be like the open cup because I think the team will play higher, better, more aggressive because you'll have Joseph Martinez. Mm-hmm. And well, we we'll all remember what happened the last time he played in that stadium.
1: Indeed, indeed. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, Orlando City, again, and how they play, they're a team that can uh, shoot uh, from direct free kicks really, really well. Uh, They defend set pieces also very well, and they're fairly decent at protecting the lead when they have one when they have one yeah of course but uh yeah what they're pretty weak at is keeping possession of the ball and defending against attacks down the wings check so, and check exactly so wing backs yes check uh wing yeah possession high at the pitch exactly yes and uh yeah pretty much having the line share of the possession also check But um, yeah, and their style, they like to rotate their 11 a lot. So in terms of who they're actually going to start, it could be up in the air a little bit. Uh, And they're a team that doesn't really play too aggressive. They don't
0: press a lot. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if that's something they try to do to Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. That could be something that the manager could try to spring a trick on. I think it would right. be a very silly idea, but I'd fully embrace it. <laughs> yeah, because um,
1: uh, it would leave an immense amount of space uh, behind I them. I love the immense amount of space. space. Beautiful.
0: That being said, they still have dangerous players. Yes. They have Luis Nani. Mm-hmm. They have Tesho Akindeli. He's good. They both have nine goals this season. both have
1: nine goals, yeah. And then, yeah, you also have Chris Miller off of the bench normally, uh, who comes on and... Yeah, I mean, you know, also with five goals and three assists, ain't too bad. Um,
0: there, it, yeah, it, this could be the definition of a trap game. It could be.
1: Yeah, if we, uh, yeah, because we're riding high off of this run of form. We beat them recently without Joseph Martinez. We come in all confident and, uh, you know, they score an early goal and they wake us up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we definitely need to come in really uh, with that same mindset, against Portland, except without the early chances.
0: Yeah, without uh, them giving up early chances. Yeah,
1: and so hopefully that is the case. But uh, they're also a team that is really good at coming back and getting back in the game. So it's a, you know, if we get a lead, still, we can't let up. We can't be one of those teams that just kind of, you know, where we if we hearken to uh, two months ago where we get a little too defensive, so.
0: And I think that's something that kind of touches on what Frank DeBoer said after the Portland match about being aggressive, and I think that's something that you have to see in this game. Atlanta United will create chances against Orlando, but they have to take them, and it can't just be Joseph Martinez, it has to be Pity. It has to be Barco. It has to be those other players around them that can take chances. Because if they can take the chances that are being created, then Atlanta United should absolutely win this game and win it by multiple goals. Because you want Joseph to score to keep that streak going. But there's going to be openings. There's going to be those those, those uh, chances to take the to lead. And I think you're going to have them probably early because Atlanta United is so aggressive and is playing in a way that's very difficult to stop right now. So that being said taking the chances is gonna be the biggest key for me in this game, Mm -hmm. if you take them, take the chances, take the win, take the goals, take all three points Mm -hmm. onto the Open Cup final. Yeah,
1: I think uh, a big key for me is how we're dealing with our fatigue levels. I mean, it's really uh, a difficult stretch that we're going through, although four days between these two uh, matches, although it is a cross-country country country trip, uh, it is still, um, I mean, I think the guys who have played a lot recently, I'm looking at you, Julian Gressel, I'm looking at, uh, yeah, a little bit on the, the left wing back side as well, Justin Miriam, although he has been subbed in and out, but it's one of those just kind of... He uh, looked exhausted. Yeah, it's it's a high energy and uh, high usage in terms of our setup uh, position. And so you have to, you know, bomb up and down. It's, it's a lot of energy and a lot of work. So, um, you know, it's, do we, uh, do we rotate a little bit? Uh, like these are big questions on what we will do. Like do we overlook a little bit and uh, you know with an eye to uh, to Tuesday? And so it's a uh, it's a matter of what proctor De will do, and we'll try to predict it. But before that, let's get into the injuries for Orlando City. Who they have out. Midfielder Christian Higuita is still out with a hamstring injury. John Moutinho, who I'm a little sad that he's not in uh because he's, he's kinda, had a not great time against Atlantic. It like yeah, that. it's been actually really fun to play against him. Uh their left back is uh, out with a hamstring injury as well. And Ruan also has a hamstring injury, another defender. And so they can do some hamstrings. Yeah, and uh so in terms of they're pretty close to uh you know how they usually want to set up anyway, and so I would expect but probably, um, you know, their best 11 against us. But uh, for us, Brechet of course, is still out. And you have the questionable ones with Eric Rometty and Franco Escobar, uh, which we could definitely really use, I think, in this match. But aside know.
0: from that, I mean, you've got Vasquez mm-hmm. returning to some action. You have Bella, who's been playing matches for the twos. And you have uh, Kevin Kratz making that appearance for the twos as well. Yeah, so great. aside from that, mm-hmm. it's... Mikey De- Ambrose Mikey also Ambrose is uh, in the was the 18. 18. Yeah. So yeah. on the whole, you have a pretty decent bill of health minus those two guys mm-hmm. that are questionable. So if that comes back, you're you're back to full fitness and full strength at a time where you really need it. So with all those players available, that gets us into the predicted 11, which is interesting. So let's walk through that. I think mm-hmm. both of us have Suzanne and Net. Looking at We're it, sure. Both both of us have the exact same defense.
1: We have, I think, pretty much the same eleven. But so we'll go with, uh, in terms of, yeah, that defense. Lgp on the right, uh, right center back side. Robinson in the middle, and Pogba at left center back, which he was. Um, I think he's continually getting more and more minutes. That's great because I think it will, uh, you know, get his match fitness back. But again, though, why he went down with an injury is because he was played a lot in a small amount of time. So maybe it's this match where maybe we can spell him a little bit, bring on a parky after uh, you know the game is put away hopefully. But uh, getting into the wing backs, I think it's Jordan pretty Russell,
0: obvious. Justin Miram, I think Justin Miram having those four days off with the, with the. You know, Yeah, those four days off. Mm -hmm. I think that he's still gonna play and he's going to be up for this game. He didn't score in the last one, but I know he wants to score and I would love to see him score there. Exactly. His revenge
1: tour I'm still very much for if you can score and if he can celebrate, oh my god, the banter and the the fun times.
0: Amazing. Yes.
1: But, uh, middle of the
0: park, yeah. Nagby, Lorinowitz, I don't think you really have a choice with Eric Rometty out right exactly. now. And Kevin not Mo Adams really maybe fit.
1: could, but I think you need that stability in terms of possession uh, to be able yeah. to be metronomic like Larry is. I think
0: he could be a guy that you'd bring in if you were, with, mm-hmm. without meaning complete disrespect, sure, more worried about a team, and you sure. needed a guy mm-hmm. to break up play and be more of a destroyer, but I yeah. think you're going to have a lot of the ball in this game, and mm-hmm. that's not where he... Excels, so you need a Jeff Lorenowitz who can do the same job in his positioning and sweep things up in top positioning to right it for you.
1: And uh, and so you know, the uh, the front line uh, Barco in the middle for me, and then PT and Joseph up top. So, uh, yeah, I think very similar as we've been playing throughout this, uh, letting those guys play as close together as possible, link up, uh, create the chances, and hopefully finish them off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that gets us to our score prediction, and what do you think is going to happen,
0: man? I got 3-1 Atlanta United. I think that Orlando will score, but I think Atlanta United is playing really, really good stuff right now. I think they're confident. I think they're just the better team, and I think they'll go down there, get all three points, and get ready for that U.S. Open Cup Final on Tuesday.
1: I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I have it just slightly a little bit uh, one goal less at 2-1 with us winning, but uh, I think it, it will be a little tighter because I think we will maybe sub off some guys to really rest them for that Tuesday match. So it won't be kind of, uh, you know, 90 minutes full of just swashbuckling. It will be, you know, guys who are getting back into match fitness maybe at the 65th minute and 75th minute. So uh, a little fewer goals, but still three points and uh, getting, getting us to, uh, you know, a good momentum and, yeah, may. It actually happened. But that gets us to our question of the day.
0: And it's pretty topical. Should Frank DeBoer rotate his side against Orlando City ahead of that US Open Cup final on Tuesday? Be down in the comments below and let us know what you guys have to say.
1: And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I am AJ. Thanks so much for watching <laughs>